Hello, this is Terry. Terry, it's Joey Jungola. What's up, Joey? How are you doing, my friend? Good. How are you doing, sir? Thank you for taking the time. Really, really mean that. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jungola. Let's get into it. All right, I'm, I know, I know. It's it just like, you know, I, I just think, does, does anybody really want to hear another blog post on what is general liability? They don't want to, they need to. That's my good buddy, Terry Greer at Strive Insurance in Austin, Texas. And, oh man, Terry, I love you so much, I do. You're one of my favorite people. And just sometimes you disappoint me a little bit with, you know, when I hear that, it just hurts. It hurts my, it hurts my soul a little bit. Just, it's like, you're squeezing it a little too tight, and I get it. I understand it's natural. It's okay, right? It's, I, I'm, I, it's okay. Yes, right. Nobody really wants to read any blog post about insurance, or really watch a video about well, a video about insurance. I mean, yes, on some level, yes, we can be that good. It's it's possible. But most of the time, this is not a activity that they're, it's always at the bottom of the, I need to do this thing list. And we just need to realize and get over it and accept the fact that no, no, they're not, they're not going to willingly sign up for this thing or do the thing, but they have to do the thing. And if you're not giving it to them, somebody else is. And that's it. It's the bottom line. That's the end of the story. This episode is going to be a little, a little all over the place, but right i think it's gonna to come together i think i think i think it's gonna be all right i've heard this a lot right this is this is not something unique to terry unique to just a handful of agents you talk yourself out of it before you actually get into the game does anybody think what i'm going to say is what do they need this do they want it it doesn't really matter right it doesn't matter because it's really not up to you and if you want to talk yourself out of it, that's cool, but you have just talked yourself out of the at-bat. You've talked yourself out of the opportunity. You've talked yourself out of creating that relationship when they're ready for it, right? They're just, they're waiting for it. They're ready for it, and you're not letting them do it. That's what it is. It's all it is. And it's not the, it's not the easiest thing to kind of come around to you know, because yes, on the surface, again, does anybody need another general liability? You know, what is general liability insurance? No, but they do need it from you if they're going to do business from you. And they also need it from you, from your niche's perspective, the thing that you're focusing on that most insurance agents aren't. So they need it from you specifically, and they also need it from your niche specifically, and how it is just oh so subtly different to that thing that you focus on. Even if all you're doing is saying uh, general liability for contractors, right? It's just, it feels better, does, doesn't it, right? Instead of saying, how does general liability work? Well, what is general liability? Wait, this work, I need general liability as a contractor? That's a th Instead of saying, how does general liability work for contractors? Haha, 
giant sigh of relief, right? It's just, it makes you feel just like, oh, okay, he's really talking to me. Always, 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 right? Anytime you can be explicitly clear who you're talking to, that's the most important part. And really, there's a few people, at least Terry and I think, that you really don't need to talk to ever unless they really kind of beg you for it. I agree with you 100%. I, I said that from day one. and I was like, if I can't make it writing strangers, because I've had sales jobs outside of insurance. I was like, if I can't just make it on my own, I have some, and that's only, only if they walk up to me and hand me their deck pages and they're like, please, will you help me? You know, and I'm like, okay, I'll do it. But otherwise, I don't, I don't even approach them. I feel a swath of emails coming my way in kind of strong disagreement for possibly what I'm about to say. But Terry and I, at least Terry and I will be hanging out together, enjoying this. But both Terry and I have a no friends and family policy. Or uh, if you really ask a super nice and know the secret handshake sort of thing, we might consider doing it. But there's just something that I don't know. Again, if, you know, I like the way Terry puts it. If I can't make it writing strangers, then I don't deserve to be in this business. And yes, I don't know about you, but there's just an extra level of anxiety that comes with the friends and the family. Now, I feel like this is more old school. I feel like, you know, uh, I, I know that, you know, this is something that my dad and my uncles never really agreed with me on. But it's not that I don't trust myself to do a decent job. Well, it depends. If they're asking me for something that I normally don't do, then I get nervous. Um, which is, you know, basically every home and auto policy I've ever written. But, um, you know, it's, they're asking, you know, for this thing. The thing that I don't trust though is the, the insurance company, right? I just, I don't, I mean, they're, you guys are, you guys are great. I promise. It's just, there's just always that thing that could go wrong. And, and I don't need that thing happening to, you know, one of my best friends, or, you know, my uncle Steve or Aunt Sally, those aren't really my uncles or aunts, uncles. Uh, I just don't need it and I don't want it. And, you know, especially on the in-laws side of things, like who needs that? Like that's just, I mean, you've already got an uphill battle to climb of just being, you know, the in-law, the, you know, the whatever. And you don't need just, you know, a potentially randomly incompetent insurance company coming in and screwing up your Thanksgiving dinner, right? You just, it's not something that you really should have to worry about or really just spend any time explaining. And just, I feel like, again, I can count on one or two hands, the, you know, number of friends and family that I probably have on the books, maybe. I don't know, maybe I'm not just, it's late. I'm not, it's not that many. I don't actively, in fact, one of my best friends in the world, he's asked me about his home and auto and I was like, yeah, we can do that. We can take a look. And he's got like an older house. I'm like, man, this thing, this is not, I don't want to. So it's just kind of, you give him the, the, the can kicking, you know, terminology or you just be up front like, dude, like, like this and like, I'd love to help or whatever. It's just something that I feel adds an extra layer of stress. So please Joey at agency nation. If you're looking to just go ahead send the emails, I'm ready for them. I got the flak jacket on. I can take it. I think, Um, but again, I find it much more effective, comforting dealing with people that I don't know. And I don't know what it is. It just makes me feel better. Do what you want. Judge me. It's okay. I can handle it. It's fine. 
But I'm curious, do you also subscribe to a similar no friends and family policy or what is your variation of that? Or do you just take them all? Do you take them all and you think, oh, if I'm going to screw something up, I want it to be for somebody I know as opposed to somebody I don't. I don't know. I mean, but, you know, you always hear the, you know, write down 300 you know, people, you know, and like get, get to call on like that always, that was like, that's like, that's like my horror movie, right? Like if you were to make like the scariest movie possible, it's like, do that. Like lock me in a room with a pen and a paper and a list of people that I know on a phone or, you know, even worse, make me knock on their door. Like the scariest thing like I would ever do in my life. I don't want to do it. No, thank you. Again, told you this is going to kind of be all over the place. You were warned. I think, I think, I think it's come together. I think it's come together. The idea here though, is that, you know, yeah, you're not really sure. And it's interesting, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling Terry, he needs to have confidence in writing an article that he doesn't think anybody's reading. And I'm sitting here telling you, I don't have confidence in, in writing insurance for people that know me outside of the office. Uh, yeah, I know I get it. Right. And I'm good at making excuses, full disclosure. I'm very good at making excuses for the things that don't come natural to me. So feel free to try and sift through that and make sense of it. But I still think, I just, I think there's some validity there because again, I, I much prefer the relationship than I do the business, you know, the extra, you know, 215 commission on that personal auto or whatever it's going to be. Right. I just, I much prefer that that relationship is worth much more to me then yeah, I get it. I know it's 250 for like the lifetime of you knowing that person. I get it. It's a lot of, it's just, I feel better, right? I feel better. But I think we've got Terry finally coming around. He's loosened up, you know, he's, he's accepted the fact that, yeah, he probably should be doing this stuff. And yeah, it doesn't need to be for friends and family because if he just actually sits down and does it, he doesn't have to worry about saying no to friends and family. Ah, I, I struggle with writing. I have my camera. I got my little, uh, the same one that I think he used, the 920, Logitech 920. It's really nice. It's up yep. on a stand. I got a lapel mic. I think I'm just going to fire it up and be like, hey, let's talk about this today. I'm probably going to post, probably, I am going to post a video, kind of not do the same theatrics of, of 100 questions, 100 days like uh, Hanley did, but something like where I just, I just I'm just going to talk and post it. Dude, my whole YouTube channel has only like 200 views. If no one sees it, who cares? And then I'm like, that one was actually pretty good. And when I get one that's good, then I'm going to run with it more. All right. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to have Terry lie down on the couch here and just, so we're going to really do some deep analyzation of kind of what he said, really digging into it. And I was thinking about this and there's got to be a pretty decent level of ownership in the thing. So as we can kind of hear Terry caught himself there, you know, he's like, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to post a video on this. He's like, no, I'm not going to probably do it. I'm going to do it. Right. Um, it's the things that you say that kind of let you, you know, with an out, just kind of that little trap door, that back door, you just want to slip out of just in case things get a little too rough, a little too uncomfortable. It's like, well, I, I said probably. So that means I don't really have to do it if I don't. It's, it's just saying, yeah, you know what? It's going to get done. And, uh, if I, uh, if you watch the last uh, video that I put out last week, uh, whole ridiculousness of, of just just kind of incompetence across the board, um, leading to, you know, me putting out a very subpar offering last week, but using that subparness to at least deliver a message that is similar to here. It's just, you got to get it out, right? You, you have to understand that there is nothing that's going to be perfect and you do just have to hit record. And yes, Terry, I do use the Logitech C920 still, um, 
not really for my videos anymore, uh, but it served me well for, um, you know, quite a few 200 plus ish plus ish. And yes, it's that simple, right? It's good. It works. It's easy. You click of a button and you're recording. You're off to the races. The file's already on your computer, nothing to transfer. Fantastic. Talked about it a lot. Highly recommend if you're just getting started, the webcam option to keep things simple, to get you practicing the habit of creating videos. Uh, and we like to allow ourselves the ability to talk ourselves out of it, right? And it's, so here's, uh, there's a couple things that I want to try and remember to get to. Two things in particular. Um, one of them's already slowly fading away. So first things first, right? Terry said, I probably will record a video. No, I probably will record a video. No scratch that I will record a video. Great. Um, and this is part of the reason that I'm big on, uh, I'm big on kind of unreasonable deadlines, right? Um, because it just, it's never going to be perfect and you're never going to be as good as you think you are or want to be. And, and it might happen today. It might happen tomorrow, but it's not going to happen in the time. You're not going to cover as much ground in that I'm perfect gap as you think you're going to in, in, in relation to actually getting something out. I think that made sense. I'm not sure. Uh, and that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the gap. I think that's the gap to, you know, getting to the point to publish or to success, to getting the thing out, to doing the thing. It's, it's, it's understanding that, uh, it, you're not going to jump across the whole Canyon in the amount of time that you want, right? It's, it's completely about, um, I don't know, jumping halfway across and fall. All right. That, that, that analogy is not working. Got it. Uh, it's about, it's just about setting that unreasonable deadline, being okay and understanding the fact that whether you do it in 20 minutes or 20 hours, you're still going to be about the same at the same spot at the same destination in the overall, it might be marginally better, but the amount of time from, from 20 minutes to 20 hours, again, this is just, I don't, these, these numbers sound easy to say it's, it works, right? So for example, I had a, I had a, an insurance friend reach out to me just today, actually. And, um, and they said, Hey, they got an idea for a book. Okay. Um, talking about titles. It's like, okay, well, I, I, um, I'm going to think about this title. And by the time I get back to the office, my home office, I'm going to just toss out a pretty solid title right now. I have very little ownership in this thing, so it's not the best example, but it's the most recent one that's coming to mind. And it's, Hey, yeah, there's probably some variation deep down in there that I could probably make it better but just committing to something a lot faster and saying, yeah, this is pretty good, I think helps in this arena. And it's just, it's, it's that uh, removing the probabilities as Terry did uh, really is gonna shift your entire focus to understanding that, yeah, there is no reason, there's zero reason that you cannot accelerate those deadlines, those goals and make them ridiculously more unreasonable and still come out with a pretty similar result. And the actual thing that's going to happen is that because they're so ridiculous and because they're so unreasonable, the frequency in which you're completing them is going to accelerate the growth and actually help you catapult over that gap faster than you could if you just sat there and thought about it the whole time. That wasn't bad, I think. 
But the most telling thing, the thing that I, I is at the very end of the clip, and what Terry had said was, I'm just going to do the thing. I've only got 200 views. Amen. Yes, absolutely. Who cares how many people are watching now? You've got to get through whatever it is that you need to get through to get to the thing, right? To cross the gap. I think we had already we closed that chapter. Uh, but it's that when I get a good one, I'm going to run with it, right? There's still that hesitation. That's that's the I'm going to, I'm, I'm just, I'm pumping the brakes ever so slightly. I still got one foot outside the door just because I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. And I'm allowing myself that, well, hey, if it never catches fire, if it never takes off, I don't have to go well in on it. I don't have to run with it. And I think you have to be okay with the fact that, well, much like the, you know, uh, figure out a title within 20 minutes sort of parameters. If you're gonna if you're gonna put your name to it, if you're gonna hit publish, you might as well go all the way. There's no sense dilly dallying. There's no sense dancing around it because what other alternative do you have really? Now, fine, some things are going to be better than others, and then you're gonna you know you're going to want to you know pour the gasoline on those fires, more gasoline I should say. But ultimately, you're still gonna want to be just as proud and just as confident in in the things that maybe aren't you know a material that maybe are b material sometimes c material but you can't give yourself that out right you can't discredit yourself you can't take yourself out of the at bat before you even step up to the plate because otherwise you'll be missing out on so many opportunities that you really never thought possible I don't know why I've been talking about food a lot lately here. I don't, I just, I don't know. It seems to come up quite a bit, but uh, do you ever, do you have an issue? I just want to, I just kind of gauge my overall sanity on this. Do you have an issue um, reneging on a commitment you've made to an item that's already made its way into your cart, even though you might've found a slightly better option alternative? Because I do, I feel I kind of feel like, well, why not? You know, it's already there. I mean, I've kind of already, once it's left my hand and hit the cart, like the money's spent. I don't know, that's kind of how I feel. It's probably a bad way. Not a very good sound financial uh, advice that I'm giving out here, but I had an Italian bread situation happen the other day. Uh, and I'm, I, I, full disclosure, I really wasn't at my preferred Italian bread spot. I was at a different grocery store. Uh, yes, I do have an Italian bread spot. I mean, it's oh, so that's was I was in uncharted territories. I hadn't I hadn't really tested the Italian bread situation at this establishment. And I was just like, all right, let's see what they have. I kind of I'm in the mood for it, but I don't really feel like going to the other place just because time. There was I don't know what the situation was. God knows, but it wasn't in the cards, right? So it was either that or nothing. So I took a flyer. I was like, all right, let's see what they've got. All I was finding was some pre-sliced Italian bread. Not my first choice. I like to slice it myself. Just I don't know if that it feels better. And it's like okay, I guess I'll make do. We'll give it a shot. But then I just I mosey just slightly on over and I see this this very nice artisan Italian bread. Nice, really kind of you know firm crust. Feels like it's soft enough on the inside. I'm like this. This is what I need right now. But I already had the sliced Italian bread in there. I was like, oh, but it's there. I felt like I already made a commitment to it. And now I'm going to put it back. I'm like, eh, let's just double up on the carbs, go all in. Why not? Is there anything? Do you, do, am I the only person that does that? Because I feel like I shouldn't sometimes, and I do. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, maybe Italian bread has got a soft spot for me, but um, one, do you do that? Two, is it only for specific things? But I do find myself, if I've already put it back, and I feel also, because I feel bad if I've wandered, now this isn't the exact example of this, but if I've wandered too far from the original spot of the thing, and I don't feel like going back, I can't, I'm not a savage when it comes to grocery shopping. I just will not willy-nilly put it on any shelf because if you've ever worked at a store like that, you know that that's the worst part of your day, having to put all of those things back that the lazy people that just want to ruin your life and cannot, you know, take a minute out of it. We call them go-backs, I think was the term. Everyone has their own thing. Just the absolute worst. If you've ever done that, it's terrible. But I can't bring myself to just do that. And I see my wife do that sometimes. Like, oh my God, you have no idea what you just did to somebody's life. Like, it's the worst. You're ready to go home. Like, you hate your life and job anyways. And now you've just got to go ahead and put back hundreds of things that people were just too inconsiderate to find a spot for where it originally went. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Joey at agencynation.com. How decent of a human being are you to other grocery store employees? And do you have... Uh, disproportionate feelings to food objects that may or may not already make its way into your cart. Joey at agencynation.com.